0: The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20, and can be found on page 1552 in your pew Bible. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Now come, follow me, Jesus said. And I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets, and they followed him. And when he had gone a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat. They were preparing their nets. Without delay, he called to them, and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired men, and they followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. The story of Jonah is a fascinating one. It has fascinated me since I was a child, and it's still, to this day, is, uh, well, it's convicting this morning to me, and perhaps we will see the wisdom in this, in this story. I title this, God Calling. Can you imagine with your cell phone, and you get a, a ringtone, and you look on, and it says, God you know, and that's, that's what God's doing, he's calling to us, and he's calling to Jonah, so God rings him up, and Jonah knows what he wants, hang on now, not now, I, he's going to want me to go to Nineveh, and those people are the enemies, and I, you know, I, I don't want to do that, and, and you know, I just, I'll just, I'll tell him I'm busy, I'll just, you know, ignore it, and we know that that doesn't really work, His no way, I'm not going, that place is bad. God usurped Jonah's self-management and said, guess what? You're under my management. And we know that he sent a giant fish. So here's why Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. Nineveh was not a real nice place. Let me read to you from Nahum, uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. It's called, Woe to Nineveh. Woe to the city of blood, full of lies, full of plunder, never without victims, the crack of whips, the clatter of wheels, galloping horses, and jolting chariots." Charging cavalry, flashing swords, and glittering spears, many casualties, piles of dead, bodies without number, people stumbling over the corpses, all because of the wanton lust of a prostitute, alluring the mistress of sorceries who enslaved nations by her prostitution and peoples by her witchcraft. I am against you, declares the Lord Almighty. I will lift your skirts over your face and I will show the nations your nakedness and the kingdoms your shame. Sounds like a delightful vacation destination, doesn't it? No wonder he didn't want to go. Those are some bad dudes, enemies of the Jews. Cruel. At the top of their game, they're their kingdom was at the top of its power amazing but God sends us where he wills and who are we to not answer his call in fact I would like for you to listen to this as well because the psalmist in Psalm 139 we know this one search me O God and know my heart O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all of my ways, even before a word is on my tongue. Behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me such knowledge is too wonderful for me it is high and I cannot attain it and where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence if I ascend to heaven you are there if I make my bed in Sheol you are there If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. You see the problem that Jonah had? There was nowhere he could go to escape what the Lord wanted to do to him and through him for his kingdom agenda. Jonah failed. Ultimately, God used him to steer the people of Nineveh to repentance. Jonah was a man who had experienced mercy, but he gave none. Jonah received love, but he returned none. Jonah benefited by God's patience. But he resents the people that God wants to show patience to. In fact, he goes through that city and and it's called the Great City. It took three days to walk across that city. And Jonah's message was not one of of grace it was one of repentance repent now or die the lord's done with you repent now or suffer the consequences and the people did and they They wore sackcloth and sat in ashes and the king did the same and they were forgiven and and Jonah's response was I knew you were going to do that. You are a merciful God slow to anger and quick to forgive. Can you imagine that? He's mad at that. Are we any different? Are we any different? Well, let's talk about this gospel this morning. We have uh, uh, the gospel of Mark in uh, verses 14 through 20, and it's an interesting scene that we hear and have read through the years. Let me ask you this. If you've got an emergency and somebody falls down and they're not getting up and they need help right now or they're going to die, what do you do? Who do you call? 911, absolutely. And let's say you called 911. What do they say? 911, what's your emergency, right? What if they said, 911, we're really busy right now. Can you call back later? No. No, They, they drop everything that they are doing, they establish where you are and the need that you have and they come a running. They don't say, I'm sorry. They don't say, no way. Hey, Jonah, I need you to go to to, uh, Nineveh. No way. I'm busy. Then we hear further that Jesus is walking along the side of uh, the Sea of Galilee, and he's preaching the good news of God, and um, he makes a call for help, and and he sees Peter and Andrew throwing a net into the water. They were fishermen, and he says, hey, guys, follow me. And their answer was to follow him. They didn't say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really busy now, Lord. No, they, they, they gave up what they had. They gave up their tangled nets. And further on, he goes and he sees the sons of Zebedee who are fishing with their father and uh, the hired hands. And he says, hey, follow me. And they do. They leave their father, their hired hands, and they follow Jesus to become fishers of men. God is directing them and they respond in the affirmative. And God uses them very, very powerfully. They did become fishers of men. We are here with the theme this morning is that the time is now. Repent. That was what John has been saying to us through the last few weeks. Repent, the kingdom is near. We've been looking at expectancy through our Advent season of the coming of the Messiah. This one we were waiting for, and here he is. Here he is. And people still say, yeah, I'm really busy. Sorry. Kairos, the time. Basilea, the kingdom. Jesus says the time and the kingdom is now it's now he says repent he says you need a savior the reign of God is the gospel and the kingdom is now and he goes and he takes people with him his disciples he beckons them come and they do now what did they leave behind That's a hard thing, oh gosh, they left their business, they must have left their house, they must have left their families. I mean, does that feel comfortable to you to try on? I don't know exactly how that worked out, but when he's calling you, he's not saying leave everything behind, your homes, your families, and and so forth. He's saying leave behind your broken nets, your tangled nets. And they did, the disciples did. They left behind their nets, they left behind their toil in uh, their work as fishermen. They followed the word, they were apprenticed under the word that became flesh. They came to know the word. And when they were equipped with the Holy Spirit they shared the Word with a world not unlike Nineveh, icky, cruel, mean, abusive, and they shared the Word. Now, the work of the Word does its work whether I work or you work or not. What? The word does its purpose to those who hear it and respond. It doesn't take my work or my goodness or your work and your goodness. It just takes showing up and sharing the word for it to do its work. What do we leave behind when we respond to his call? He says, come, come. With me what do we leave behind when we repent we leave behind doubt we leave behind fear we leave behind pride shame anger and guilt Did I miss out on anything? You can answer that. What do we leave behind, the junk, in order to pick up our cross and walk with the Lord? Is it worth clinging to? You know what we get in exchange. In exchange for us and our ickiness, our Ninevite ways we get forgiveness of sins we get everlasting life we receive and rest in the peace of the Lamb of God Jesus who was pinned to that cross to take away the sin of the world for you and for me and all he does is say come Follow me. Now back to the 911. It's an emergency, you guys. This is, you know, time's running out. It's here. Today's the day. We are to go and share God's glory with those around us. We are to go and come alongside those that need to hear the word. We are to go out and invite others, come and see. Will you pick up that call? Or are you going to put, don't call me now, I'm driving on my, right? God's calling. Pick up the phone. It won't be boring. It's going to be fun. In the name of Jesus, amen.